Hey, ladies, did you know this? This is a great statement that I've heard through the years that the moral state of the nation reflects the spiritual state of its women. Oh, my. If the moral state of the nation reflects the spiritual state of its women, our nation could be in trouble. <laughs> That's why we're studying this right now. The purpose, position and power of the woman. And we want our spiritual state to be good. We want to be a blessing to our families and our nation and our churches. And we just want to be the blessing that God intended us to be made in his image. Amen. And I think we make a big difference as we influence the men and we influence the, the, the children and, the, and our families and whatnot. And as we left last time, we were looking at how God's glory is being displayed in all the heavens. He's, he's declared the heavens are declaring his glory. And out in the heavens, there's a greater light. And we found out in Genesis 1, 14 through 16, that the greater light has a dominion and rules over the day. And then there's a lesser light, which is known as the moon. And the lesser light has a dominion that rules in the darkness, has a dominion in the darkness. I consider the day as the world you can see and the night as the world you can't see. And that tells me that there are two realms to deal with. There's a seen world, there's an unseen world. And so uh, there's a male and a female and made in the image of God. And I think God has given us a, each a dominion. That's, that's one thing that got me started on this message of the purpose, position and power of the woman is that women, uh, our role was never really clarified. And that because of that, in our confusion, we were wanting the man's role. We were wanting to be, you know, anything you can do, I can do better kind of thing. And we were trying to show them up. But we have a position of power that's ours in Christ, in God. And, and um, that's the one we need to discover. I want to discover my mission made in the image of God, my, my female made in the image of God. I want to know what that means to the Lord. And we need to um, want to seek out, if you will, the principles of God's kingdom. Because as one man put it, it's one thing to be a success in life. It's one thing, it's another thing to get to the end of your life and find out that you had put your ladder up against the wrong wall. And we don't want to do that. And we found out that in, in the fullness of time, God born himself, if you will, was born of a woman. And we feel like we're coming into that fullness of time uh, for the return of Jesus Christ. So um, last time we did talk a little bit about when I got saved and I received Christ as my savior. And I just encourage you that if you're, if you've never invited him into your life, you know, I was raised in a church. I was raised in a denomination, but they never taught me to invite Jesus Christ into my life. I, I didn't realize that God needed to be invited. You know, you always think he's, he's the big, he's the big dude and he can do what he wants, but he doesn't operate that way. And uh, he doesn't do what he wants. He waits for us to invite him. So I encourage you because all that we're talking about here will have much more meaning to you if you have invited Christ into your life. And if you're looking to fulfill kingdom principles and that's where the blessings are. And that's, that's the only thing that's going to really work. And I've seen so many moves of God's power through my life. Uh, I call them uh, many infallible proofs that Jesus Christ is alive. So it would make you want to fulfill your part of his image in the earth. So the last time we let uh, we get quit, we talked about the, the sun and the moon being in the heavens and the greater light and the lesser light. And I was going to share with you and we're, we're 
drawing all this from this book called Woman Imagined. And the first book was Woman, Her Purpose, Position, and Power. And these are places where these, these messages are, are written out. And um, so I'm going to read right from the book here about the moon from James Kennedy's book in Why I Believe. And he says in there, <clears throat> without the tides created by the moon, all our harbors and shores would become one stench pool of garbage and it would be impossible to live anywhere near them. Because of the tides, continuous waves break upon the shores of the ocean, aerating the ocean of this planet, providing oxygen for the plankton, which is the very foundation of the food chain of our world. Without the plankton, there would not be oxygen and man would not be able to live upon this earth. God has made the moon the right size and placed it in the right distance from the earth to perform these and numerous other functions. And the moon satellites the earth, reflecting the light of the sun and carrying a strong influence on the tides of the ocean, which greatly affects the oxygen on our planet. In like manner, spiritually, the woman compasses about as a crown to her husband or to the man and uh, is his glory. So Kennedy also states that without the moon, it would be impossible to live on this planet. If anyone were ever to succeed in deflecting the moon from its orbit, all life would cease on this planet. I really think that women are being deflected from their orbit, if you will, today's world. I mean, they're even talking about in some, in some people in the culture, in the government area, of not having children at all. And I'm not here to tell you that the only way to be a female is to give birth to babies, but that is a part of your femaleness in the image of God. But um, there's, there's so much more to it than that. Your, the, uh, the maternal instincts of the Godhead. And as we go on in the book, you'll see that every time God moved in redemption, he moved in his female part. The, the female part of who he is moved in redemption. In the Hebrews language, it's M and E, um, or E, sorry, E and M. And that word in Hebrew spells mother. And whenever God moved in redemption, the th several times when he moved in redemption, one was uh, when he took them out of Exodus, when he took the Hebrew children out of Exodus, Aaron and Moses, their names, the first letter of their name spells E-M, spells mother in Hebrew. And um, Esther and Mordecai, the first letters of their name spells mother in Hebrew. So, and then the, uh, the uh, Elijah and the Messiah, the first letters of those names spells mother in Hebrew. So he, uh, the motherhood carries the redemptive part of God and that's where he's going to move from. That's why it said when the fullness of time, he will manifest himself through a woman. And I'm not excluding the men here. I'm just telling you, he's calling on us ladies. He's calling us back to our homeland. He's, you know, it's like all hands on deck. A lot of things are getting ready to happen here and I need my ladies to bring their power and submit it to my feet, put it at the foot of the cross and bring, it, bring into subjection the things around them. The men will prosper from that. And then you have the male and the female image of God coming together and the kingdom will prosper in that. And so we're just looking at our part. We're not talking about the men's part, but I do think the men's part prospers when the women's part gets in line. Amen. 
And, and like I said, sometimes it's not easy. You've been raised up to think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, and I, I often laugh and say that in my younger days, I, I probably would have headed up a women's lib chapter because uh, that's what I felt like. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And so uh, he had to train me. He had to, to reveal to me his ways. And that's what we're talking about here. So you can see that the moon plays a, a vital part. If the moon, the whole, the, the whole power coming out from the moon, the influence of the moon on the earth influences the tides in the ocean, which influences the plankton and the oxygen in the earth. Look at that. Without the moon in its orbit, life would cease on earth. And you know what? Without the woman in her orbit, life would cease on earth. And so we need to, and it is ceasing on earth. And I, I just think uh, when you see this, you can think of the, the, don't get caught up in the world's system, in the world's ways. God has his ways and they are perfect. And when we, dis, when we allow his spirit to change us and to renew our spirits, then we can come into the blessings that his ways produce. Amen. So when I got through looking at the sun and the moon and the glory in the heavens, I thought, am I crazy or is this real? <laughs> I always like to say, Lord, correct me or confirm me. Am I crazy or is this real? So he took me to another scripture in Genesis, in 37, Genesis 37, 9 and 10. And it's a story of Joseph. And Joseph dreamed yet another dream and told his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the stars make ob obedience to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren and, to, and, and his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? He's just saying that the sun and the moon bowed down to him. And his dad said, who do you think you are, you little punk kid? You, 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 who do you think you are? And he told us and he said, um, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I, now listen, this is uh, uh, Jacob saying to Joseph, Shall I, and he related himself to the sun, and your mother, and he related her to the moon, bow down ourselves to thee in the earth? Jacob compared himself to the sun and the mother to the moon and confirming the male and female aspects of the sun and the moon. I believe God put the sun and the moon in the heavens to reveal his glory as he created the man and woman to do the same. The man is the glory of God. The woman is the glory of the man showing us a pattern of heavenly things in the order of his kingdom. Isn't that good? And we've looked at the M, E, and the M. It says the women, talking about the E and the M, spelling mother, and the, the motherhood of God is the redemptive side of God. The women of every generation have always been responsible for redemption. In the merit of righteous mothers, we were taken out of Egypt. In the merit of mothers throughout the ages, Jews will be delivered. Well, and the church also. So I believe God is calling us, calling us to our places. Uh, one person put it, you know, in, in, in one respect, we're the bride of Christ. In another respect, we're the armies of the living God. Restoration of women's virtues means to return women to their original power and purpose. And virtues is a strong word. It's an army it's translated army in the Old Testament many times. And it's, uh, it's, it's an army on the move. So it's not just a 
quiet army sitting around camping out. It's an army moving forward. And so um, these armies, we need to be disciplined and ready. And that's what we're looking at. So remember what we started off with. The moral state of the nation is reflecting the spiritual state of its women. And God is calling his armies back to himself. He's calling us ladies to submit our power, our influence, our life to the foot of the cross and to come and do it his way. Amen. And join me next week. And we were going to look at some more picture words in the tabernacle that show how God is living out this image of himself in all these different areas. God bless you.